Hey guys, just a quick thing before we get into the podcast. Really love to get your feedback um, about our podcast, about the information we provide. Um, so please, please hit me up on Twitter. That's Ben underscore underscore ID1. Ben underscore underscore ID1. Really love to get your feedback. So hit me up on Twitter or send me an email to benjamin.office at ID1.de. Really looking forward to it and would like to get your feedback on that. Now to the podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome again to the ID1 Audio Experience. Um, still hope you're you're doing well. You're safe, um, safe at home, um, and yeah, doing the best to get through this um, this uh, Corona situation. Um, nonetheless, I'm as always very happy and very pleased to um, host another session. Maybe I can bring you some values, some thoughts, some ideas um, with this uh, with this podcast. Um, and hopefully um, make the, the, the time a, a bit useful um, when, when listening to that, um, to that podcast. For today, um, I would like to do another um, Q&A session. Unfortunately, due to that situation, due to home office and, home office and all that stuff, um, um, I have to do it on my own um, without my colleague Larissa, um, who was hosting such Q&A sessions um, in, in, in the past week, so I have to do it on my own. But um, fortunately, um, she has um, collected the questions um, we have been receiving by you, by uh, guys who are listening to the, the podcast, guys um, who are reading our blog post um, um, or watching the videos or whatever, uh, content they, they, they might consume from, from our side. Um, so she, she has been collecting all that, the questions and put together a interesting set. I just had the first look on those questions. Um, she sent over seven different questions um, and I will try now to very spontaneously um, answer those questions. I haven't uh, prepared very um, profound um, um, answers. So I will do that. Um, spontaneously but i th still think um there will be some some value in it um so let's see where this um where this gets first question let's get it started um right right ahead um a guy from a uh, oh south african airline interesting um asked why do you think um kpis airline kpis will change after corona um, a very good question, and I'm, I'm pretty sure um, this guy hopefully has has read one of all my one of my my recent um, plug posts um, where I'm, or actually two uh, recent plug posts where I'm discussing very similar questions. Um, and first of all, personally, I, I, I strongly believe that yes kpis operational kpis i think this is always important to mention and we're always talking about airline operations kpis those kpis will change once airlines are restarting the operations once this whole corona situation calms down which is hopefully hopefully very very soon so when airline are, are starting to fly again are restarting the operation um, there will be different oper um, there will be different KPIs in the focus in the focus of both airlines and passengers and then, and I, I tell you why um, 
once this whole situation calms down and airlines are slowly and this will go step by step there won't be black and white there will be a long period of gray um, once airlines are slowly restarting the operations at the beginning maybe with two three four routes with two three four aircraft and then slowly steady steadily and hopefully increasing the operation they will have to look um on, on, on different kpis they will have to monitor they will have to manage they will have to have a close eye on different kpis because airlines won't pay attention to the traditional let me call it traditional kpis they have been paying attention to in pre-covid time i'm talking about kpis like um the on-time performance the misconnects ratio um some efficiency driven kpis all those process efficiency kpis so everything which is about efficiency which is about an extremely quality stuff won't be important because it will be about flying again and i i genuinely believe that the same accounts to passengers passengers are won't care let me let me let me phrase it that way passengers won't care about delays 20 minute delays 30 minutes delay because they will be happy as i mentioned to fly again they will be happy to be able to travel again um and no one will care about a a delay or maybe a a a missed bag or stuff like this of course it it still has an impact but it it, it won't be dominant in the beginning and I'm, I'm pretty sure that this period where airlines and also passengers and um, won't care about those traditional KPIs will last for a quite considerable time. Um, from my point of view, um, let's see if um, I'm, 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 I'm right on that aspect. This, this will last definitely until the end of the year. And then airlines will step by step um, again start to monitor the efficiency driven KPIs, um, the profitability driven kpis and stuff like this but in the beginning it will be um, about different kpis maybe that is another um, important aspect to mention because i of course kpis um, will be will be important even in a uh, in a in a post-covid time but there will be different kpis airlines have to monitor as I said, it will not be about on-time performance. It will not be about misconnects and, and stuff like this. But um, it will be, for example, about um, um, how many aircraft are grounded, how many aircraft are um, recovered and are flying again, how many uh, the, how, how, how many flights are operated on a daily, on a weekly, on a monthly basis, and then compare those numbers to um, pre-COVID times in order to see how the restarting process is, uh, is going. Um, how many routes have been recovered compared to pre-COVID time? How many um, how many countries uh, are still restricted uh, restricted to flight to um, because of, of travel restrictions and stuff like this? So the, the, there will be KPIs which are which will be super important, but they won't uh, those KPIs won't be efficiency or, or profitability driven. Um, fr from my personal point of view, there there's, there is one KPI um, which is kind of efficiency or profitability driven. And it will, it will be still um, worth looking at it. Um, this will be about the seat load factor. Um, not um, because uh, airlines want to, to improve 
or, or to, to, um, to maximize the seed load factor right from the beginning. But it will be important to have a close eye on that uh, KPI in order to compare it always to um, pre-COVID time to see how, as I mentioned, the restarting process is going on. So long answer to a short question. Um, the KPIs will change once airlines are restarting um, after this whole Corona COVID situation. KPIs will be different, at least for a certain period of time. And then hopefully everything is going back to normal. And the, as, as, as I like to call it, the traditional KPIs will again um, be in, in the focus of, of airlines and of course of, of passengers um, too. Um, moving on to a completely different question um, from a lady who's working for an airport. Um, and she's asking, is there a huge difference between airline and airport KPIs? Um, yeah, uh, it, it's a good question. Um, looks or sounds pretty much trivial in the beginning. Um, so we are basically, of course, we are more focused and specialized on airlines. Um, nonetheless, we are, we are serving the whole aviation industry. We are working for also for airports or air traffic control companies. And, and so we, we, we do have a comprehensive overview. And to answer that question, I would say let's let's start from from the design point of view. Let's start from from this point. Um, when I take a look at the the dashboards we are we are creating, visualizing, I would say airlines and airports do have maybe ninety percent or more than ninety percent um, of similarities when it comes to design. Um, to the different visual elements we are using, how we design KPIs, how we design information for both both uh, players, airlines and airports. There are a lot of a lot of um, um, similarities and only a small portion of, of differences. When it's about design, when we are talking about the the the, the, the KPIs itself or themselves, um, I'd say there are of course similarities. KPIs were both um, types of companies, airlines, and airports are looking at, um, maybe from, from a different perspective, but, but they're looking at the same KPIs. And for example, the, the um, arrival punctuality and the departure punctuality, um, a KPI which is important for an airport and an airline. Um, but of course, airlines are normally looking um, to that or, um, or looking at that KPI, sorry, I'm looking at that KPI from a different perspective. They are looking at the whole fleet, um, regardless which airport is, is served and an airport is looking at the airport um, regardless of the airline, which is um, flying in or flying out, departure and arrival punctuality. So I would say there are a lot of KPIs which are almost different. Maybe the perspective, the, the required data, the contained data is, is um, a bit different, but the, the KPI themselves is, um, is similar. Um, but on, on, the other, on the other side, of course, since um, airlines and airports are doing a different job, of course, airports have um, specific KPIs airlines are not looking at. Um, just give you a few examples. The, um, the gate utilization, um, um, the, the, the number of um, of apron control, the number of, of, of buses, for example, or bus utilization or any other vehicles um, and the utilization of those vehicles. Uh, there the, the are specific KPIs, of course, um, airports are looking at, airlines are not really interested in. 
Um, and the same, of course, accounts for airlines um, on their side. So I would say um, when it comes to KPIs, there are a lot of similarities, maybe maybe to give you a number, but there's only a best guess. And um, um, I would say maybe 60, 70% of the KPIs are, are pretty much similar. And then we are talking about a maybe 30 percent um, specific KPIs um, which are used by either airlines or um, airports. Hope that that answers um, the question. Um, let's move on. Um, what what question do we else do we, do we have? Um, I oh, oh, I like that one. I like the way how it how it's written. Um, <laughs> It's a, it's a guy from, um, from, from the United States. Um, I, I, the question is, uh, I really don't get it. What the heck are dynamic dashboards? Love that question, <laughs> love that question. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure again here, uh, the, the, the guy has read one of our um, latest blog posts where I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, um, actually there, again, there are a few posts um, I'm talking about that that dynamic um, dashboard idea or, or concept. Okay, let, let me try to explain it. Um, maybe let's let's first take a, a trip back in time, maybe three, four, five years. Um, a lot of airlines um, introduced KPI dashboards starting at their operations control center, network control center, hub control center, and also equipping, for example, the management offices and they, they, they installed those those huge dashboards. I don't know how many square meters those the screens had or have. Um, huge dashboards. Um, the thing now is um, when they did it, they defined a fixed set of KPIs, a fixed set of information, um, which is displayed on the screens on the dashboards. Um, usually um, we're talking about the, the standard stuff like uh, on-time performance, maybe some, some video or news channel and stuff like that other information um the thing now is um this this um is a completely fixed environment this is not not changeable at least not in a um easy way now the, the problem is um when when you take a look at the the aviation and the airline industry um there are only few days which are really normal. Of course, uh, such a massive crisis like Corona is, isn't um, isn't standard. But um, when you take a look at the the last years, there are always some smaller or medium sized um, challenges or, or crises. Um, there are strikes, there are weather problems, there are airport or airspace congestion, and all that stuff. Um, and from from our point of view, and what we are promoting, what we are trying to make airlines and, and people understand is that those challenges, those situations and the requirement that um, that are built upon those um, those situations or um, that are created out of those situations have to be displayed on your dashboard. That means your dashboard has to be a dynamic framework that shows information, that shows KPIs which are needed exactly in that at that point in time that means the the kpis today can be different to the kpis tomorrow or to the kpis next week of course there will always be um don't get me wrong there will always be um or most likely always be a set of kpis which are which are shown 
which is shown um, at, at all the times, but there, there are a lot of KPI that can change their information that can change always depending on the situation you're in right now. That is what is meant with, with, um, with um, dynamic dashboard or dynamic dashboard environment. Um, enabling airlines are being able to respond to situation, to challenges, to crisis, to other situations with the required KPIs, with the required informations sorry information on your um, dashboard hope that that answers the question if not um, send me an email and um, we can exchange more details on that one um, yeah the next one uh, that one is a good one are your are operations are operation kpis important in such a crisis and i, I think this one relates pretty much to um, my, my answer right now First of all, I do think that operation KPIs are still important in such a in such a situation like we as we have right now, definitely. But and again, we are coming back to the dynamic dashboard um, concept or to the dynamic dashboard um, approach. Right now, there are completely different KPIs important compared to the pre-COVID time. As I said, no one cares about on-time performance, no one cares about misconnects ratio, and no one cares about a seat load factor. No doubt about that. But still, there are operational KPIs which are important right now. How many aircraft are grounded? How many um, countries are restricted to fly to? How many flights are performed per day? How many passengers may be, if you're doing operating some flights, um, are transported and so on and so forth. It always depends on the situation the airline is in. It always depends on the country and so on and so on. Um, again, yes, there are operational KPIs which are important, different ones to the time pre-COVID. That's why you need a dynamic dashboard uh, concept, a dynamic dashboard framework that allows you to focus on those KPIs which are important at that point in time you're, uh, you are right now. Um, moving on to the fourth question, let's take a completely different topic. Um, can you give us some more details how e-fueling works and what's behind that concept? Um, sure, I'm, I'm pushing out that 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 topic um, quite heavily, heavily during the the last week and months because I think um, there there's uh, really a, a, a huge potential in in it for for airlines, especially right now. But, but I, I, I don't want to do a, a sales and marketing um, session today. Um, so just very, very um, theoretical, very, very basic, very, very plain, explain what's behind e-fueling. E-fueling is a concept that um, helps or that, that enables airlines um, to integrate a digitized fueling process. And what's behind a digitized fueling process, that means that the complete communication between airline on the one, th one side and fuel provider or into plane agent on the other side is performed electronically. That means, for example, fuel orders, um, fuel acknowledgements, um, receipts, um, uplift numbers and all that stuff, all that data that is um, exchanged during a fuel fueling process at an airport um, is done electronically, automatically, um, at least partially and no longer and that is the important point no longer um, manual manually and no longer verbally um, so it's a, a typical um, digitizing project uh, pro project 
where you're trying to get rid of manual, where you're trying to get rid of verbal um, paper-based um, process and trying to digitize it with a framework that allows you, as I said, to connect fuel provider on the one side and airline on the other side and let them exchange all the data, all the information electronically. Pretty straightforward, pretty straightforward answer. Um, if you want to know more about that, again, um, just um, send me an email, benjamin.office at id1.de. Moving on, fifth question. Um, which systems should be connected to a dashboard as data sources? Uh, I think we had a we had a similar question in one of our last Q&A sessions. So uh, I, will, I will do that quickly and hopefully I'm, I'm giving the same answer as the last time. So you can, <laughs> can check this out <laughs> to see if I'm consistent or I'm talking completely bullshit <laughs> if I'm asking a question for two times. So um, which, which data sources are required? Um, I'd say this, this totally, totally, totally depends, first of all, depends on the goal you're trying to achieve with your dashboard. You have to answer that first. And based on that answer, you have to raise the questions, the question, which information is required to reach that goal. And based on that answer, you can define which data sources you need. And those sources can be completely different for each for for, for each airline, for, for each for each company. Um, so what, what I'm telling you that because there is no um, there is no black or white answer to, to that question. Um, it really depends what you're trying to achieve and which information is required to achieve that goal. Um, but to, still to give you some some, some practical input um, from experience, I can tell you we very often connect operations control system as a a, a main source. Talking about um, Saber Movement Manager, Netline, Ames, and stuff like this. Very often we are connecting um, departure control system, revenue management, um, passenger system, Altea Suite, for example, Altea DCS, uh, Altea FM, Altea CM. Um, we are very often connecting um, aircraft um, um, communication system, ACARS, for example, to get um, timestamps from the aircraft, and so on and so forth. Different cargo systems, weight and balance system. Um, sometimes we are connecting um, data warehouses from, from our clients. So th there's really, you can see there's a so huge variety of different systems which can be connected, which can make sense to connect it for one client, for one use case, and maybe are completely nonsense to connect for another client and another use case. So it's really about Think about what you want to achieve, what information do you need for that, and then you can think about the the information, um, the, the the data sources you need. It's it's an advice I can I can give is never start with the data sources first um, because this is this is actually the the easiest part once you've done the exercise of answering the question questions what you want to achieve and what you need um, therefore then the the data is um, the, the the easiest part as I said. Uh, so what else uh, did, 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 have we left when I take a look? Uh, we have which systems should be connected. Our operations KPI is important. Um, <laughs> what the heck dynamic dashboards? E-fueling, is there a huge difference between airline and airport KPIs? Why do you think KPIs will change after current? Oh, there's one question left. There it is. Um, you often, ah, yeah, I, I left it out. Uh, um, as, as the last question, um, <laughs> because I'm just reading it. You often mentioned the necessity of mobile KPIs or having KPIs on, on mobiles. What do you personally prefer, tablet or mobile? Uh, I I left that um, 
out and and and, and answer that in uh, now at the end of the podcast because I think I've <laughs> I'm I'm really interested. Um, the guy uh, who who asked that let let me know what <laughs> why why you 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 would like to know that. Um, so uh, let's let's yeah. Personally, um, I would always prefer um, to have KPIs on my mobile instead of uh, instead of the tablet. Um, why is why is that? Um, I think maybe, maybe I'm I'm looking at that from a um, provider point of view. For me, um, developing solution, developing KPIs for mobiles is is like playing is like playing Champions League. When you're talking about tablet, you're you're still more on a on a laptop or, or more on a computer that you have more space, you have more pos more possibilities. Mobile is is really less space, and you have to concentrate on 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 the most important factors and the most important elements. You really have to to um, get rid of everything you don't need. Um, you have to be efficient. So that's I think that is one reason why why I prefer having um, KPIs on my mobile. The other thing is that it's just I think it's more it's more handy to use um, a mobile so on, on your smartphone. Let's call it smartphone. Maybe it's a better better wording here. It's 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 easier to to have it on on your smartphone because most of the apps um, you're using on a daily basis you have on your on your smartphone. Um, think about Instagram, Facebook. Twitter and all that stuff. Of course, some of them also work on a tablet, um, but but it, I'm pretty sure you choose to to use it on on, um, on 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 your smartphone. And for me personally, the same applies to a to a KPI solution. Um, mobile smartphone is first for me, um, and then it's about tablet and um, desktop PC. That is my personal opinion. Um, <laughs> so let me know why you want to know that and, and, and how it helps you, <laughs> how, how this answer provides value. Um, <laughs> I'm really kind of surprised um, about that question. Anyways, um, so that was um, another Q&A session answering um, seven different questions we have been receiving. I hope, I really do hope I could provide some, some value with my answers, especially in those challenging times. Um, and please, please um, keep sending us questions. We're we're really happy to receive that and um, do from time to time such Q and A sessions. Keep sending us questions. Either hit me up on Twitter. It's Ben underscore underscore ID one. Send me an email to Benjamin.office at ID one dot de, or hit me up on LinkedIn, on Facebook, wherever you can find me or any colleague. Um, hit me up, and um, we are happy to collect all those questions and have another session. Um, from time to time. Till then, I do wish you all the best and would love to welcome you again in one of our next episodes. Have a great time. Cheers and bye-bye.